Whoa. Whoa, 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 Sorry. I saw your hand move. That's how we have to start the podcast, by the way. Yeah, we should start. We just don't have our cowboy hats on. Yeah. Damn. And I don't, we don't have long hair anymore. Dude. Both of us had long hair. Here we are, guys. Wow. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, for this podcast, but welcome to Jed Talks. I am so excited to finally be here and to be able to talk with you guys and to give you a little insight to what's been going on the past few months. You know, it's been like a long waiting period and I assure you that there's no one on planet earth that I know of who's been more excited for this podcast to come out than me and maybe Alex and maybe there is some other person out there. We would love to know who you are. Um, if you are as excited as us, we would like to know you, but, um, yeah, so we hit a bit of a roadblock. Um, as you guys know, there's a lot of things that came up a few months ago regarding the show and how everything went down. And all I can say to you is this, um, I had to weigh out my life a little bit. I had to decide, was it worth it for me to come out and say the things that I was going to say? and potentially spend months in court with people that I really don't care about at this point in my life. No, I decided no, that my time and my life was of more value to me to spend recording more episodes of this and getting it ready to be working on music, to spend time with Ellen, to spend time with my family. It wasn't worth it to me to go to court over something that's happened at this point two years ago. That being said, um, I think enough, I hope that some of us can put two and two together and see that there was obviously something pretty powerful that I had to say that was worth me being sued over. And, you know, I would love to say those things. Maybe there will be like a day that I'll get to say everything. Um, But for now, uh, I guess they don't want me to throw a wrench in the franchise, so we'll just let it cruise. And, um, for the people who are smart enough to know me a little more at this point, or I've followed my life up to this point, you can see that once I am in a relationship, I am in a relationship and I've never cheated on anyone in my life. I didn't cheat on Haley. I didn't cheat on Hannah. There was no relationship between Haley and I, other than what you guys read, the notes, the, um, the fact that we did say I love you back and forth. I say I love you to literally all of my friends. You said it to me as soon as you walked in. I've said it. Uh, yeah, I, that's just that's just how it is. And I know some people are like, it's a powerful word. And I get that. And I'm not trying to say that it's not a powerful word. But she knew damn well that we weren't together. Everyone here in town that we were close with and mutual friends knew that we weren't together. And I even had a friend basically come out and threaten me at one point, telling me that if I don't, you know, go face to face and come to terms with her while I was at this point engaged, that they were going to release these episodes that she had already done with, I guess, or articles with People Magazine or whichever one she did first. I don't really remember at this point. But, you know, the fact is this wasn't in a relationship. I am now, but wasn't then. And if that's hard to hear, then, you know, I don't really care. That's my truth. And that's the truth that I will 
always live with no matter what. And I'm completely content dying knowing that we were not dating. Anyway, to press forward. So now that we got that out of the way, here we are, guys. Welcome to Jed Talks. I'm very excited for you to see all the episodes that we're going to have this year, all the amazing guests, some people that you know, some people that you don't know, some people that I know, and also some people that I don't really know that well. So we're going to have some amazing conversations. We're going to sit down and just hang. It's going to be a good just conversation and just getting to know people and you guys getting to know people and getting to know me a little more. We're going to share some like behind the scenes on my life, behind the scenes on their life if they're willing to share. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. I am, like I said, beyond excited. And you guys have been very patient. And I appreciate the people who have been patient waiting for this because I know that it got hyped up and everything. But now you know the reason. Um, now you know why I couldn't just do it. And again, I apologize, but I had to choose what was best for my life. And sometimes that isn't always what is pleasing to the public. So I hope that everyone else takes that into account with their own lives and does what's best for them. And, uh, you know, moving forward, we're going to keep rolling episodes out and it's going to be a good time. And I'm happy that you guys get to be a part of it and let's get after it. So today's guest is one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's like a brother to me. We grew up super close to each other. Um, in the aspect of like land, like we weren't too far from each other. We didn't know each other growing up, but Jackie is from Maryville, Tennessee. He is one of the best people, most talented artists, and just a light in Nashville. So I'm very excited for you guys to hear our conversation. We're going to talk about his career and his struggles with testicular cancer, his life, and you guys are just going to get to see his heart and get to see how freaking funny this guy is. But uh, without further ado, this is Jackie Lee. We're on. We're on, on. Well, I'm turned on. We're. I'm glad I'm sitting so, down. I am. That's so all I got to say about that. And this, I'm glad that this is not see-through because you would see so many things. Anyway, thank you guys for having me. I'm just gonna get out of here. That's cool. All, all right. Well, thanks for coming. Awesome. And uh, make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> swipe up. <laughs> Jackie Lee, thank you for name. being here. Oh yeah, dude. You're welcome, man. One of the best people. I really didn't want to be here, but you had to I, pick me up. I so. know. Well, you can't walk, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to capture him and bring him <laughs> on the podcast. And, and I love that you knew it was my neighborhood because of the woman on her four-wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie and I are both from <laughs> East Tennessee, so it's like, I mean. We're we, probably cousins. We probably are. Yeah. Probably are. Good chance. And uh, I was pulling into his neighborhood to pick him up, and. There is a also he had to pick me up because I have a ruptured Achilles. You can't see it under the table. But sure you do. Yeah, sure you do. I'm just pride. No, but Jackie really does have a torn Achilles. It's not torn. It's ruptured. <laughs> he has a completely blasted out Achilles. But uh, Achilles blasted out last week, bro. But I pulled into your neighborhood and there's a girl ripping a four wheeler around. I'm like, I'm close. Even if I didn't have a Who, GPS. Nancy. Yeah, Nancy. Yeah, we love Nancy. She's a neighborhood Monster. gal. Makes her rounds, brings the paper to us in the morning on a quad. It's pretty sick. That'd be pretty cool. You need yeah. a four-wheeler for your neighborhood. I'm trying to get you to move to my neighborhood. It was cool. I there. can't I believe got... you've lived here as long as you have and you've never spent time in Donaldson. I haven't. I haven't. It looked I'm nice. Not on a redneck good time. Is that your favorite place you've lived so far? <laughs> um, Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I moved to Nash working on 12 years ago. Wow. And so I've lived 
almost everywhere. I mean, that's, you know, exaggeration, but pretty much in all the little pockets. I think the most fun place that we've lived was when I lived on Music Row. Yeah. Because that was the party house. That was the party house. You're right there next to everything you need. Yeah. And so it was really easy also to like, just on a whim, be like, hey, we're going to play cornhole in the backyard. And then the next thing you know, 150 people's there. And you're like, okay, leave. <laughs> that was fun. That's kind of how I got to know you too. Cause it was like, you were having these crazy how did fun we get, get to know together. each other? We met at Top Golf. That was when we very first met. Dude, you are right. We met at Top Golf. You and all those other bachelor douchebags were there. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, was I with other? Yeah. The dude that's on the show now was there. No, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Mike. I don't know. No, I don't no, remember their names or really what they look like. I just remember your beautiful di- face. Different guy. Oh, sorry. Different guy. Sorry, Mike. Mike. Mike's a cool dude. Mike, Mike, Mike. Um, yeah, he seemed it. But. Uh, I'm just <laughs> kidding, dude. I really don't remember Mike at all. He seemed really nice. Mike's. But yeah. we, so I showed up that night. I don't even know. It was like a birthday party or something. I think it was like Noah randomly got that bay and invited a bunch of people and we all just were. Okay. Teeing off. I can't imagine I would just randomly show up at Top Golf. There I, had to be I, I a reason. You, I think he invited you. I know, but like it was for something that is obviously irrelevant in so, this moment. So you're <laughs> only going to show up to Top Golf for important events. Like. Yeah, I don't really. I, don't, I just want to go to Top Golf. I, <laughs> I'd rather sit on my couch and watch Back to the Future, like I was for, doing before you picked me up. <laughs> were you? <laughs> yeah. That's great. I had a write today, and then just had the TV going, and I saw Back to the Future was coming on. And I was like, man, how can I wrap up this right? Because Back to the Future is about to start. Oh, are you doing like a Zoom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. You're, you're like. The Not going to lie. Right you're like looking over the computer acting like you're like thinking of what to write. <laughs> but you're really like watching the show. I'm like, guys, what if we. I'm on to something here. Hold on. Be, what everyone if we be in quiet. The, the bridge, we get in a car and go to the future. <laughs> <laughs> that would be different. What do you think? Jackie, where do you get your inspiration? I, I, I hate it. It comes to me. <laughs> about seven feet behind the screen. I hated Zoom at first because I'm like a. I love this. I love like, I'm a people guy. I like to, you know, look at you. I like to be yeah, close to you. Same. And I'm like a golden retriever when it comes that way. I need you to like pet me and tell me yeah, I'm a good boy every once in a while. Yeah, good, good, line. Good, 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 good line. Good job. Good line. But yeah. the more we got to do Zoom and I didn't have to go to people's houses or the office mm-hmm. and I could just, you know, go take a poop if I needed to without just right. like a reason to. Right. It was awesome. You're like that's kind of, I feel like when you're in a right, that's almost like a cool thing to do. You get up and go to the bathroom randomly. I became addicted to coffee because of that, because I'd like not have an idea or just like not want to look at these people anymore and be like, yeah, I'm going to get a cup of coffee. Yeah. And that turned into me probably drinking eight cups of coffee a day. Oh God. Which is wrong. That's so much. Are you still it, drinking yeah, that much coffee? Absolutely. I had a French press, <laughs> <laughs> I had a French press and two K-Pods today. Oh my. I'm not kidding. That's a real story. Holy I don't, dude, I can't even <laughs> I just operate. Like pass out over here in the core. I can't even fathom that. I'm so caffeine sensitive. I have a feeling it's one of the reasons I probably ruptured my Achilles. It just exploded with because caffeine. that much caffeine in you're the all muscle. Dried out. What? You're all dried out. I'm all dried out, yeah. bro. You got some crispy. My Achilles are crispy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're like. Chips. I thought about telling them, I was like, yo, just take it out. Let's throw it on the grill. I don't really need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably my basketball days are over. It's like jerky, dude. They're not yeah. ever. You love it too. You much. know what's kind of funny is when I went to the doctor, he was th- the weirdest thing. If there's any doctors listening to this right now, they're probably just like, no. <laughs> but I go, the East Tennessee in me came out at first. I did this at the very end of February. Okay. Yeah. We're pushing April now. 
I went oh. to the very end of in the very end of February. They were like, we're going to take you to the hospital. I said, no. I said, I need you to finish the basketball game. It was a very big game, and I needed them to finish. And a dude subbed in for me. It was fine. Also, not a real big fan of people fanning all over me. It's like, you know, I'm fine. I can deal with myself. Ashley brings down some crutches that he had. And so I'm like, yo, I'm fine. I got some crutches. If I, you know, give me some ice. We're good. So they start icing it. I snuck out. I drive a 76 Ford F-250 with a 360 Heavy, and it's a clutch. I'm like, how in the hell am I going to get home tonight? And they were all like, we'll take you home. Until-. I was like, I'm not leaving my – I live in Donaldson. I'm not leaving my truck in freaking Franklin. Yeah. So they're playing, and I'm like, I got to go pee. And I sneak out to my truck. I had just snapped my Achilles. It sounded like a gunshot went off in there. I get in my truck, and I drive it around the building a few times to make sure that I can drive. <laughs> How I really was, did. How was it? It sucked. And I will say I was not in a lot of pain over the like Achilles. You know, when you roll your ankle and your stomach just hurts and mm-hmm. like everything just hurts. You like just like the worst pain. Yeah. yeah. It was not like that at all. Really? And so anyway, I go to my truck, I'm driving around. I'm like, can I, can I do this? And that's where the East Tennessee redneck in me probably came out because I'm like, hell yeah. I yeah, totally I, can't. I, I, absolutely, I can. And this. you, you should have seen. Like, I was almost pushing the gas with my hand. Like, no. it was like, it was like I'm like just doing all the things, you know. Yeah. And I come back in, totally play it cool. They're like, "Where'd you go?" I was like, "Oh, I had to take you know bathroom break." And then they finish up. They're like, "Oh, we're going to take you to the hospital." I said, "Nope, I'm driving home." And they're like, "But I'm pretty sure legally we can't let you do that." And I said, "Stop me." And I drove home that night. My baby sister was in the middle of those basketball games, state tournament. Yeah. She's a senior in high school. I was like, can't miss those either. <laughs> and so she had two games in East Tennessee with a ruptured Achilles that I drove back and forth to. <laughs> oh my God. And Were then, you just like popping hella ibuprofen and like Yeah, yeah. Everything else you uh-huh. could find that could possibly Yeah. yeah. Ibuprofen. Moonshine. That's a, that's ibuprofen for sure. Yeah. Just like driving half drunk with a ruptured Achilles on it would make sense with the, in the truck. <laughs> probably cocaine probably would have helped. Am I allowed to say it on the podcast? Hey. I never do. I've never done it. Don't do hey, it. Hey, don't do it if you if you don't, swipe up if you want to get half <laughs> so, off. Of hey man, hit that hit that like button if you see see in the chat who's done cocaine. Yeah, this podcast sponsored by Coca Brothers, <laughs> world's finest cocaine. <laughs> anyway, so it was. I was. I had a someone lend me a boot. You know those big walking boots, yeah. and I would start to wear that. And it helped tremendously. And I was like, cause at this point still, I mean, I was lying to myself a little bit. I was like, maybe I tore my calf. Like maybe it wasn't like, cause I had a buddy. It was like, dude, I thought I ruptured my Achilles ended up being a torn calf. It's like, there's hope, you know, maybe I didn't do that. Just some time off. And then I waited like 11 days before I did anything before you like, and any, a friend of mine's a doctor. That. And I was like, Hey, do you care to look at this real quick? And she was like, when'd you do this yesterday? I was like, <laughs> yeah or 14 days ago I don't know and she was like you need to go like now and so I went and got an MRI and it's completely severed but what you said about the the beef jerky thing is what this is what the doctor said to me and this is where it's like yet to be seen stay tuned um, go to the doc which is also like ridiculous going to the doctor for anything sucks right because what? there's always 10 obstacles to jump through and you have to pay. It's like going to the nail salon and then being like, you know, oh, five dollars more for your other whatever. Not that I've been in the nail salon. I just know that. Um, and so they, they send me one place to the next place to the next place to the next place. Yeah. I'm like, I could have started here. 
Right. And I've already done like 14 things that didn't need to do, but there goes all that, you know, $1,200 get to the doc. He looks at the MRI. He's like, man, like, do you care to do another x-ray for me? I was like, I've done like three. And he goes, just do this, just do this one. Come back. He goes, cause he was already prepping me for surgery. Like we were either going to do it like the next morning or cause that was on a Thursday. We're going to do the next morning or Monday morning is like pretty quick. He goes, man, like I don't want to do surgery. I said, really? And he goes, man, imagine this, you know, everyone thinks that your Achilles, once it snaps, it's just like, it's like beef jerky. And I'm like, dry and really hard to tear. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That should be on the Wikipedia for Achilles. But anyway, he goes, yours did not retract either way. Like it didn't go up or down to the heel. How though? I don't know. I'm amazing. Maybe the caffeine, <laughs> maybe the caffeine's actually work in a different way. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like so when you high, pour it's salt, like you can't leave him. You pour salt on meat and it just like cures it or something like it healed meat. I don't know. Yeah. But we, um, he said, imagine, he goes, it's not like beef jerky. Imagine it's like string cheese. <laughs> and I said, where the That's F very am different. I right now? That's very different. And he goes, you had like a hungry doctor. He was like, <laughs> Dude, he was like this close to having like, Bro, break. Should we go to lunch and you come back and tell me what's wrong with my it's leg? It's almost like a sub. <laughs> and so he you said, go, you go get lunch. You come back. He's like, yeah, we got to do something. <laughs> Actually, we need to take you in right now. Is done. Uh, so we, <laughs> he goes, imagine like pulling string cheese apart and all the fibers, like it just kind of gooey. Yeah. And he said, or mop ends. I was like, that makes a little bit more sense than string cheese. And he goes, and they're yours. He goes, didn't go far away. They're just like really close and they want to fight. He did this to me. I swear to God. I'm like, am I high right now? Like, who are you? And he gave you the finger. He's doing the thing right here. And like, I just don't want to go. You know I, mean? I didn't know what to do. You should have joined him. You should have been like, let me try. Like, I want to join. He'd be like, so are Achilles attached to each other? Anyway, he was like, it's going to find itself. That's what he said to me, dude. Yeah, this is guy's this real? walked in off the street and put a lab coat on. There's no way there's a real doctor. It, I don't disagree. Is that actually, have you, have you looked at Okay, up? so I did like a lot of research. I bet you WebMD'd the absolute. So Tyler Hubbard just snapped his Achilles. Okay. Well, he didn't just snap it. He snapped it last year and he's just now getting to the end. So I, I thought you were going to say he's just now getting it looked at. I'm like, what's, all, what's going on with guys <laughs> like the, wait, putting it off a little bit? He went to the same doctor and he said his was like a sub, not string cheese. <laughs> anyway, so he said, um, he said, you should get, <laughs> you should get a second opinion. Huh? That's what he said. That was like all he said. And so I have to go back Friday because yeah. I've had this cast on for yeah. two weeks now at this point. And we're getting another MRI. He goes, I, I did a lot of research. You should have seen me trying to pronounce the words. You know how you can do the long form on like oh, Wikipedia yeah. of like, and I'm like the nucleus. Like, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so I'm trying to read all these big words that I obviously don't understand. I, I write songs. I don't heal people. And, um, well maybe I do, but in a different way. You heal them with what a music. nice thought though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I told him and he said, you really need to see another doctor, like a second opinion. And I'm going to finish, go through with this doctor, uh, Dr. Meatballs. And we're going to see, you know, what he has to say, because we're going to probably do another MRI to see if it's like healed itself. Wow. How long ago was it that you got it looked at? And he said it was like this Friday will be two weeks. Okay. Because he said, I want you, I'm going to put you in a hard cast. 
do not put absolutely any weight at all. Mm. But can I? Can Have I say, you put weight on it? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I like, I didn't. I've been really good. Like yeah. I've been really good. Like a lot of laying on the couch. That's just really hard for me because I'm like yeah, always just like trying to do something. Yeah. Yesterday was the first day I put weight on it, and this is going to bring back the truck. So I live in Donaldson. It's not hard to get an Uber because I live semi close to the airport, but like I've tried Saturday. I had a meeting that two Ubers canceled on me. Manager ended up coming pick me up because of the time strain. Yesterday I had a buddy that was doing a set at Zany's and we were supposed to get dinner before and then watch the show. And I called an Uber, took like 15 minutes, canceled, called another Uber, similar kind of thing. I'm like, I got to go. So I got my crutches and I hopped in the truck and I drove downtown. You drove his ass. <laughs> yes. oh I, vi- I got a video of it, dude. I said, I sent a oh. video to my brother and he said, why would you think this is funny? <laughs> he said, why would you? Cause I look at me. Like, he goes, why would you think this is funny? Oh, and I was like, that's when you know you've the, done something. When wrong. you're five years old. Pressing pedals with the clutch, uh, with the uh, crutches. Dude. So <laughs> what I mean, I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> but So I found in in the, it's a single cab bench seat truck. So yeah. it's like plenty of room. Mm-hmm. And I got to figure out what I could do is you can touch that. There's so much room for your foot. It's amazing. You can use your heel and I'm not, I'm letting the cast press the gas. And so I wasn't having to put any weight on my toes or my, you know, like basically the biggest thing I can't do right now is push my toes back. Cause that stretches the Achilles right. and need the Achilles to stay like small, smaller. But I was pushing the thing. And when I got on the highway, I just pushed the gas on my left foot. <laughs> no. I had my leg up on the bench seat no driving down the way. road. Bro. Yeah, this is probably <laughs> terrible to put in the internet, but you're welcome. And you're If you come to Nashville, oh, absolutely. You don't, don't worry about the drunk drivers in Nashville. Worry what about the sober ones wor- with torn Achilles. Yeah. Worry, worry about the people playing pickup basketball. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Here's, good time. here's your string cheese right there. There it is. Oh, yeah. See, that's what it, that's what he said it does. Oh, there it is. Look. Actually, he never showed me this picture. <laughs> that's kind of kind of well, similar. Why, why would he show you the picture when he had this phenomenal? I, I will agree. I I enjoyed the fingers more than I did the For picture. Sure. So I, I see. I see why he went from beef jerky to string cheese because it, it kind of looks like string cheese. Kind of does. I mean, I've never torn string cheese apart in the middle. You you're a psychopath if you do that. Yeah. You have to tear it from the sides, but it does. It's like a lot yeah. of fibers going on. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I think the guy was hungry. It's actually so. a picture of my leg. How did he find that so quick? That's, That's what crazy. that last so those, was. Those will yeah, actually exactly. find its, its way back home. So being more realistic. <laughs> no, it definitely won't. There's no way it will. <laughs> no, pla- they're just gonna no place like home. No place like home. Um, being more realistic on what I found in research, you just kicked my foot. Was that your back foot? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He just kicked it, bro. I'm sorry. I had to move my feet around. He's like stomping. I didn't know. It was one of those awkward things where I didn't know if it was part of the table or not. So I just kind of gave it like a little, like a little movement. Yeah. I apologize, Jackie. He, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. He just starts crying. <laughs> just like, I'm like, hold it back, but just like one tear, dude. Uh, so I did the research and apparently, which again, I mean, a doctor is going to make some pretty good money from a surgery, no matter what it is. Mm. Shocked me when he said, for that reason alone, shocked me why he wouldn't want to do the surgery. Right. And he said, or I I read literally last November, they had this ginormous, they met 
in Florida and did the whole thing, ginormous doctor's convention about the Achilles. And they said they felt irresponsible for not allowing natural healing to occur versus just saying we're going to do a surgery. That's, that's crazy. So I don't know if my doctor is crazy or he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like the, uh, the new thing would be to just let it do its thing itself and let it heal. But the number one though, as opposed to, it didn't even feel like healing was the biggest part of that convention. It felt like money was, mm. which, you know, still talking to, talking to doctors and making money. It's like, it's one of the biggest like taboo things to talk about really in America because they're probably the best con artists of all time. And, and so I respected, you know, him taking that kind of thing. Right. I or- mean, He's waiting for it to get way worse Dude, and double I, down. I, I, I yeah, thought he's about like, that, you know what? I, honestly, I didn't want to put that in the universe, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> like, maybe the other one will tear because the, he's, comp- he's compromised. It looks like the cheese. Well, isn't I will say working. this: when yeah. I went when I went through cancer, that was I wasn't so much in the same place. I was, you know me, dude. Like I'm, I'm pretty nice guy. Like I, I, I at least I try to be. Yeah. And like, it takes a lot to like make me angry. Right. If I were to be, and even if I'm angry, I'm not going to like lash out. I'll just kind of like say what I think. But, right. <laughs> um, you saw me get into a fight. I was going to say, dude, I've seen a couple, things. but <laughs> even that was not my, no, no, yeah. it's not your fault. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. No, no telling, or I guarantee you those people will watch your podcast and they'll see my face and they're just going to be mad all over <laughs> we're again. still not over it <laughs> dude, still not over it sam hunt coming to save the day though you and you and sam and uh ben were the first three on the scene i was having that moment where like i wanted to chime in but at the same time it was like what just happened we'll talk about it in a second um, so finish what you're saying well when i was going through the cancer stuff that is way way i mean achilles is above my pay grade but like you know, cancer is way, way above it. And mm-hmm. so I definitely, you know, when you go to the doctor and you're, you're playing ball in their court, you yeah. know, so you, you know, it's, I think it's the right thing to do to listen. Um, but I did also, I got out of that experience and I felt like maybe there were some things that could have been done differently. Mm-hmm. And so just taking that and then fast forward into me going to see the poor little girl over at the orthopedic place. And she was like trying to get me a boot. She was mm-hmm. trying to get all this stuff. She goes, we need to take an x-ray. I said, I don't have any broken bones. She goes, well, we just need to do an x-ray to see where it's set. And I said, isn't that what an MRI is for? She goes, yeah, but we need to see your bones. I said, I don't want to do an x-ray. I said, there's no broken bones. Like we got, it's like 830 in the morning and I'm yeah. just like chippy. And so we did the x-ray, right? Oh, we get in there. And this was after like probably a 12 minute conversation. Yeah. And we get in there and do the x-ray. First thing she goes, well, there's nothing on the x-ray. I said, I told you, I knew that. So, that's so a I just x-ray. paid $450 for Something I didn't need, you know what I mean? And and then that's what. But I'm here we are. String cheese. We're good to go. I'll be healed playing basketball next week. So that's, I'm just kidding. I won't be. <laughs> no, yeah, you're going to be out for a minute. I'll be, I'll be out for a minute. For a minute. I still you'll, you'll have still been showing back. up because I have to text all those freaking dudes and get yeah. them all together. But You're like the mediator of the basketball hoop. Which I'm – Ashley put me in charge of them. I'm like, I know why you did this. I felt like honored at first. I was like, I know why you did this. Yeah. It's like because you hate doing it. Right. And like, I have to do it now and I kind of hate doing it. Yeah. But it it's is a lot. It is. There's a lot of dudes that show up to that. Yeah. Especially if you get like 15 is okay to play pickup basketball. Cause you can at least have three teams rotating, but, yeah. and everyone's welcome. It's not about, but you just gotta be like, some can play on Monday and the other ones play on Wednesday. Like you can't. So yeah. if you get like 16, we had 23 guys show up one time. Wow. And I, but it was like 
a friend after friend after friend after friend. I told him, I was like, okay, here's the first rule. Don't bring a plus one. Like if you want to let me know, we'll count them yeah. in, but don't bring them in. And so we've kind of got out of control, but that's a lot. I still, I mean, I love, I love basketball more than music for sure. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like actually? Uh, probably. So if somebody set you down and was like, Jackie, you can play in the NBA or Jackie, you can sell out stadiums for the rest of your career. I'd be selling out stadiums either way. So, Oh, <laughs> that's true. But would it be basketball or singing? If you had if someone set you down, I mean, I like say that. that kind of facetiously. I mean, I, I love to, um, I mean, I love music. You know what I mean? I'm just not good at basketball. So it makes me think if I were, I'd probably love it more. You are good. You are good. Thanks, Jared. He is good. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's very average white 30 year old basketball player is what he is. And I love, I love it. But I mean, there's, you know, it's the whole deal of like when I was in high school and I was showing up at the gym or in the driveway before school, shooting shots, l- legit thinking I was going to the NBA. Oh yeah. And I my think- mom was like, she supported me hardcore, but she's like, baby, <laughs> like, you ain't yeah. going to the NBA. Right. It's, so it's funny how like as a kid, like you go through those mindsets where it's like you literally like, no, you could do whatever. And you're like, I'm going to be in the NBA. Absolutely. I believe that I am going. I was like Googling at that Google had just like come out. I'm like Googling, you know, best shoes for NBA. Absolutely. (laughs) I was a best shoe socks, NBA, like other white dudes similar to my height in the NBA. If they made it, you know what I mean? Like just how old were they? Lowest vertical in the NBA. And and like actually trying to find the real, you always heard Michael Jordan didn't make his high school team. And like, I've never found proof of that, by the way. I've Googled yeah. a lot, but <laughs> like never found. So it's like one of those deals where it's just like, that's a, like you said, it's a real dream in the, in the moment. Yeah. You're just like, totally. this is going to happen. And then you realize that, you know, you go to school with Randall Cobb right. and he's better at everything than you. And you're just yeah. like, ah, man, if he's better and I go to high school with him, it's probably not looking good for even the college level. <laughs> yeah. There's some people that really put you back into reality exactly. really quick. Just for a second, if you feel comfortable talking about it, I'd like to hear a little bit about like your cancer stuff. Like, no. I feel like it's like very inspiring. <laughs> I, I, I have I one testicle lot. makes me run faster, jump higher. I'm just kidding. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, that was wild. Jesus. I moved here. You got to make the testicle jokes because I feel like it makes other people feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, but, I don't care. But like, like, yeah, but it's also something that should be kind of talked about because as guys, most guys don't even think that that's even dude i mean again like i'm the you know i have a phd in google and i google a lot you know what i mean yeah and just to like find out how many i knew two other guys personally that i didn't know had testicular cancer in nashville really and it was i mean like so one of the first dudes i was out with dan and shay and it wasn't dan or shay it was just someone kind of in that camp and we were he had heard what I was like kind of going through and he goes, man, I, I've not told anybody this, but I also had testicular cancer and the surgery and stuff. And I was like, what? And at the same time I said, all right, what ball you have left? Say it on three, one, two, three left. And we both just like went crazy. Cause that was like, <laughs> that was like the, ball, the testicle we had left, bro. It was like, I think about that all the ball time. Brothers. <laughs> the ball. Um, Another basketball story. One time we were playing, this was probably like a year ago and someone threw a ball and it hit me right in the groin. And Jared Holly looked at me and he goes, how'd it feel to have two balls between your legs again for a second? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> for a second. Oh my God. Oh man. Anyway, uh, oh. it was wild. I mean, I, 
I've had a, a, I'm dude, I'm very thankful at this point in my life just to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, it's tough to get there sometimes for people, man. I've also, I've had a very, I love to be a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. I mean, I've just, dude, you and I, that's how, I feel like how we hit it off in that way of just like, I love people, love being around people, love life. It doesn't always go your way, but just suck it up. It'll get better, you know? Totally. And it was, I mean, I moved here, I was 18 and signed a record deal at Big Machine within three months of being here. Signed a publishing deal with Universal. Ended up being there for like eight years. I, the re, the Big Machine record deal lasted for like right at two years. And then, because I, I was basically let go in December. And then that next February, signed with Broken Bow. So even that transition was like... Right. And again, it, it was more like put the blinders on. Let's figure it out, figure it out. And so get into... You know, got out of the Broken Bow deal after being there for five years. Well, leading up to that. Mom in 2016 went to heaven uh, from cancer. Mm-hmm. And do cancer was something that like didn't run in either side of the family. It was like, it was very weird. And her cancer was also extremely weird. And then she went to heaven June the 4th of 16. And at that point, I was just kind of like, okay, the, the little tiny baby thoughts of like, what is any of this worth? You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a grind for anyone. Trying to make right. anything happen sucks most of the time. Yeah. And you do hear the stories of like, well, if you're doing what you love, it's like, and that is true. Like I do love it, but there's also days it just flat out sucks. Mm-hmm. And so dude, it was September's around my mom's birthday. I had taken pretty much all that time off from <clears throat> June to September. And I was going up to write with FGL on the, on the bus. And I flew up there that day from Nashville and I, it was, I had this really weird feeling in my body. I had no idea what it was. It wasn't like a headache. It wasn't like a, my stomach wasn't hurting. It was just, I just, it was super weird. And I, I'm not even that guy. I, I don't, not to say it was intuition, but I could, it just was really abnormal for myself. And I mm-hmm. called my dad. Dude, I hadn't been to the doctor since I was like 12, like with strep yeah. throat. You know what I mean? Like I'm right. fine. So we, I didn't have a doctor in Nashville, like not even a family doctor. So we go to come back home from that trip. Dad's like, well, let's just not take anything for granted and get it checked out. And so, um, at this point I had started to have like a more pointed kind of like issue. Like it was my testicle doctor, family doctor, physical is like, think you're dealing with this. It was like called epididymitis or something like that. Something weird. Like a lot of dudes our age, like that work out a lot and stuff. It's basically like crimps the very layman's terms, crimps the tubes going to your scrotum. Yeah. And it can be done in a million different ways. He said, uh, antibiotic will fix. I did two rounds of 10 day antibiotics and never fixed it. Then the testicle started to, you know, kind of get larger. And that led to, um, a, an ultrasound ultrasound. I did like six of those ultrasounds. This one older lady had to do the ultrasound every single time. I'm like, what up, Betty? You know what I mean? Like oh, man. just coming to put the, oh. the hot jelly on my scrotum <laughs> and just like rub around that. I, I, every single time oh, no. I swear I did six of those things. And every single time we'd get done, I was like, am I pregnant? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like one of those deals. And Cause again, it's just like trying to be myself through all that too. Right. I was pretty scared, it's hard. but like just, no, it wasn't hard. Um, <laughs> sorry. It was, that's good though. It was not hard while she did it. Is that what, is that what you're asking? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Betty with the soft hands. She did have soft hands, man. She was so, <laughs> she was so nice. 
She was like a 75 year old woman that literally had seen everything at this point in her life. She was like, did not care. That's who you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely didn't want the Somebody who's like young, fresh out of Vanderbilt. He's just hungry all the time. Got barbecue sauce on his hands. He's like, dude. Anyway, so that was like a really, that was probably almost other than the chemo itself. That was like the longest process of not knowing what it was. And so I still was not saying a word to the record label. I had just written a song called Getting Over You. Mm-hmm. And we, I was trying my best to get that song, the label to like, because I already put like two songs out that pretty much flopped. And we were gearing up to go out on the road with Dan and Shay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I cannot let anything stop this momentum. Because I've right. like, for the first time, really, this is the first time I've had genuine momentum in anything in the music yeah. business. I had the sir. I started to do radio tour. Um, I started to do radio tour around like October, get to the Thanksgiving break. It was our first Thanksgiving without mom. You know, just a lot was different that year. And then I was up in the Northeast, New York, Boston, like all those places. And my last place was Boston. And at this point, the doctor called me the day before Thanksgiving. I was like, well, we need to take the testicle out. I was like, what? You don't even know what it is. You want to take it out? Why? Uh, can you not test to see if it's cancer? And he's like, no. And I mean, uh, for men, like, no, you're right. No one talks about it. Like we mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. Right. And I don't know, dude, it's just one of those deals where because I didn't know what it was, because I couldn't Google, like, what did this guy go through? It made it so much more pressure, so much more yeah. scary. Like it was just weird, dude. And I was just, I'm also the oldest of, you know, my brother and sister, um, we had just, our mom had just went to heaven. Like I was just trying to keep it on the tracks as much as I could. I wasn't telling them anything. My dad knew. And he calls me before Thanksgiving. He's like, we're going to take it out. I'm like, cool. And we, and I asked him why. And I was like, but if it's not cancer, he goes, well, at this point, you know, you'll be totally fine with one. And he goes, there's like be no change in your in anatomy at all. But he goes, if it is cancer, we did the right thing. I'm right. like, that seems like a 50 50 man. Like, do I want to die as a man with two balls or do I, you know, I was legit as silly yeah. as it sounds was thinking those things. Right. And fast forward, I, I got back from Nashville. I can look at the calendar, but I got back from Nashville, from Boston, like super late on like the 13th or 14th. And then I was at 4am St. Thomas West prepping for surgery, 530am surgery. Jeez. And so, and the doc came in, like they're, <laughs> they're putting me under and stuff. And it, like do it in rounds. Was I didn't realize. I thought it was all just like you drink this or they put this in your you're out. Mm-hmm. But they were like slowly, you know, giving the sedatives to me. And I, they'd come in. I'm like, I'm not out. I'm still awake. I'm not out. <laughs> you had your 15 cups of coffee that day. Exactly. I'm just like, I'm not out. <laughs> and they're like, it's okay, Mr. Midkiff. You know, you're going to be okay. And Midkiff's my last name, by the way. You knew that, right? Yeah. Okay. I go by Jackie Lee, but everybody thinks I'm a small Asian girl. And I'm not. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> Why? Is that this Why? People do. I've had. Anyway. Lee is an Asian last name. Absolutely. People think yes, it all it the is. time and they see and my love it. tall bearded face and they're like, damn. <laughs> right. That we're going to have a beautiful woman. Um, so still not happening. Like four times they come in the room and like the last time I was like, I've taken three of these drinks. I'm still, I'm, I know everything that's going on right now. You're wearing purple. I'm, my name is Jackie. Like I know everything what's going on right now. And they said, <laughs> like, don't take it off. While it's going to be okay. <laughs> You're going to be, I was just saying all the cognitive things that I knew to say this. Like it is 1243 right now. Like, you know, it's like all this stuff. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> they get back. The doctor comes in. It's like, 
you know, Mr. Medkiff, I understand that you're having some worries about the sedative and uh, we just want you to know that it's all going to be fine. You'll be t- completely out for the surgery. And I was like, I better be, I better be. And he goes, do you, it's like customary for me to ask, do you have anything you'd like to say to me before the surgery or, you know, whatever. Oh my it, dude, God. I'm, and I know that it, it is like legally they have it to do is. that. I've had like a few surgeries and I've never been. I ever. think because it's like considered there's, it was outpatient, outpatient surgery, but it's still considered what? high risk. And they, okay. Wait, it, but like what? Like this sounds like a final words. Thing. Yeah, that, final right. Words that's what he, before that's what I it execute is. you. Like that's. What I mean, that's is. exactly that's why they that, in that moment. It's what I felt, and I will say, my doctor, that doctor, not the Achilles guy, but that doctor was unbelievably kind and yeah. like made everything feel warm, you know, in a way. Yeah. And so I did trust him, but he came in with that, and I was just like, uh, and I was just like, what do you mean? He goes, well, it's just like, is there anything you'd like to say to me, or like, you know, whatever. I don't know what. I was like, well, you know, make sure you pat the other one on the on the cheek when you, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, I don't know. It's like I didn't know what he wanted from me, but I, I at this point I had started to feel a little foggy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I had probably had the equivalent of eight coffees worth of sedative because they knew they had to counteract the coffee. Right. And I just looked at him. I said, Doc, whatever you do please don't take the wrong one. <laughs> and that's like the, my, my dad in the corner was just like, it was a very like, you know, it was a very emotional moment. Like even right. for him, like his wife had just went to heaven a few months before and I'm sitting there with cancer. Well, we didn't know yet. Yeah. And so, uh, I said, doc, whatever you do, please don't take the wrong one. And my dad almost <laughs> buzzed out laughing. Like it was just one of those moments. In the I bet the doc had a hard time with that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And so, and he goes, don't worry, Mr. Midkiff, you'll be okay. And dude, doc, they start wheeling me out to go to surgery. I'm awake the whole time. Like I was just like, I'm, again, not really had any surgery. I didn't know how this went. Like I was still very much so awake. And I was just like, are, are they on drugs? Because like, I'm not. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. And we get in there and I literally, I promise, dude, this is not exaggeration. I see him. The room was fairly small. Lights everywhere. I mean, it was like I stepped on stage somewhere. And the dude, they're double gloving him as we, because you know how they do the double glove. And he's sticking his hands and I see all this. And then this woman walks over and she goes, okay, I'm going to count down from five. And dude, next thing I remember, I was out. Yeah. I was waking up, you know, like three hours later it's all at once that's the weirdest feeling and the surgery dude i think the surgery is probably like 27 minutes long i think that's what was said on the paper jeez do yourself a favor though and do not google what that surgery looks like it is i don't want to it's pretty brutal like i'm so glad i didn't know yeah that's that's because i probably have been thinking about it because they cannot go through the scrotum they have to go through up area up in your hip and then they reach that mug down and pull it out wow Oh my God. Because I, they cannot say that I, I went and saw Dr. Einhorn, who is Lance Armstrong's doctor. He's the guy and he's done astronauts. And they, that was my second opinion, even yeah. though I haven't seen a second opinion for the Achilles guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> I did have a second opinion with cancer. Yeah. And my dad and my, my, my mom's two sisters, we drove up to Indianapolis where he's at. And he's another one of those dudes that's like seen it all. Been you know, I guess I'm 24 years old at this point. He was like, Jackie, you're young, you're full of health. Like this is just something you're dealing with. This is not one of those things we're going to, you know, add some time to your life. He goes, we're, this is going to, we're going to be healed and live the rest of your life. Right. And so that was like really good to hear. And with testicular cancer as common as it is, dude, like I, I used to know the statistics, but I really don't know. But like so many men between the age of like 20 and 50 
And dude, it's like a thing. Yeah. And he was like, man, you're young, you're healthy. You have your health. This is just something you're dealing with. And that really just like, you know, set with me in a, in a very calming way. And so I knew that. And they always say, you know, no one wants cancer, but this is of all of them. This is the one that you would want because it's, you know, it can be contained. And so have the surgery. I didn't find out for like another month. It was actually cancer because they oh, sent wow. it off to get tested. Cause you just, you just don't know. You just don't know. And I had a 14 day mandatory on the couch. I mean, I'm, I'm cut wide open over here. You know what I mean? No trucking, no trucking. And, and I did feel pretty crappy for, yeah. you know, and sure. any sudden movements could open the, you know, I just was real careful. And then, um, but I had a show New Year's Eve. I was playing the Island oh, the first time that was, that was then. And so this year would have been the third time. Oh, wow. And so, um, anyway, I was like, I gotta play the show and they were paying good money. And it's like, I just had a surgery got to pay for. And so legit 14 day on the couch. First thing I did was play the show at the Island. And wow. then I went on the road with Dan Shea, like January 3rd that year. Wow. And we were out all of 2017. What a trooper. And then that's of course, that was that part of the story. It came back. It was cancer. And they're like, well, we want to test you every three months. We'll come get you a, a CAT scan and then whatever. And so routinely every three months, everything yeah. was clear, 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 clear. It was the very end of August is when CAT scan didn't like the way the CAT scan came back. Pet scan, pet scan came back, you know, hot. So they call it. And then um, biopsy. And basically they said, imagine uh, it's like a dandelion, like blown on dandelion. Like there's no way to get all the seeds back. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, testicular cancers like natural pathways into the abdomen, to mm-hmm. the lungs, to the chest, lymph nodes, brain. Wow. And that's what um, Lance Armstrong had. And so, and he, st- they still cured. He had to have surgery on his brain and everything. It was like really bad. Damn. Anyway, all that doping, you know, like it held him together for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Something. Something. By the way, do. eight to 10,000 men a year have that so it's one in 270 men i mean that's a crazy wow. that's a crazy number and the cure rate is 95 percent. yeah absolutely it's just so it's, it's like a crazy get, number get checked if you feel weird though like i mean like you had something that kind of led you to yeah you but know. not of something you know not the normal stuff that you've had to deal with in the past <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> right, right, right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that antibiotic i was talking about does help with that <laughs> okay great 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 <laughs> i'm just kidding what's it called I just told you <laughs> Um, it was a really, I do 2017, man. It was crazy time in my life. Like I was, I never wanted to be home. I was like, I want to play. I don't care if it is Timbuktu's fair and there are four people there. Like I want to play. I don't want to be in Nashville. I don't want to be in a place that reminds me of my mom. I don't want to be in a place that like I have to see people I know all the time. I didn't want to tell anybody at this point. I still hadn't told the label or or anything. And, um, also in 2017, I just started throwing bombs like in my career, like in a good way for me. I was just like, if it ain't working, we're done. If it ain't working, we're done. If it ain't working, we're done. I love to be like, a, I love to be an inclusive person. And I want like my initial dream when I moved here was like all the people that helped me in the beginning, I want them to reap the benefits if I'm a big star one day. Yeah. And the unfortunate truth in that is you're not the bad person if that's not the case. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a tough pill to swallow. Dude, it was like, dude, almost like that pill you might have to take. Uh, go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, what's it called again? It was. It yeah. was really tough for me because I, I had to make a management change, which I not, I never thought I'd have to do. I made a producer change, never thought I'd have to do. Um, moving into the world of record label, it's like getting over you 
again, was like the only song for me that like had done anything. And I had people like friends saying like, this is the one, this is the one, this is the one, <laughs> you know, it debuted on the chart at like 47, like mm-hmm. when it came out, we had some pretty good ads in the whole nine. And then the guy who owned my record label sold it. There's just a lot of stuff that went down. He was on that signed me. We put out the, uh, getting over you before Christmas, which every artist knows where I'll say, if they try to put your song out the week before Christmas, before the shutdown, they want it to fail <laughs> because that is the worst time to come for a song because everyone right. forgets about it. They have other big, they have the Luke Bryans of the world. They have to play, not me. You know what I mean? And so getting into the new year, getting over, you starts to do well, like on Spotify and iTunes and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, maybe the label will see that. They just never like the, the talks of the label got few and far between. And I was like starting to do the math in my head. I was like, okay, I'm okay. If you don't want to work with me anymore, just like, let me go. And I was like in yeah. this artist purgatory of like, I couldn't right. do anything. And so I was paying out of my pocket to go do stuff to promote. I, I paid a publicist out of my pocket. I paid like we did stuff with the Dan and Shay stuff that like, they were so unbelievably kind and they helped me a lot, but yeah. all that, you know, the which, things you shouldn't really have to do if you're on. A absolutely. And so getting over you got to where, I mean, had like 50 million spins. Right. And I mean, that's like, that's crazy. That was good for us. That's incredible. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's great for like anyone. Well, I mean, I was just really, I was just that's, really, that's insane. I was just really thankful that it was in yeah. the, the dude at Spotify was like, Hey man, I'm not taking it off the hot country because it's still doing well. I was like, okay. And the guy who owned the label previously called me. He's like, hey, he's an old man. He's like, Hey buddy, how's it going? Just calling to check in with a few artists. And I was like, Man, honestly, not well. Like, this is what it's doing here. And he goes, well, your song should be like in the top 20 right now. I'm like, Benny, my song is at 46. And it came in the chart at 47 in yeah. December. And wow. he threw like the way that, that when BMG bought Broken Bow, he basically got to pardon uh, an artist, like two artists, I think, in his contract. And I begged him. And he said, okay. Wow. And so he pardoned wow. me. And I had like no debt, no anything. And so that was, it seems like going backwards in a lot of ways, but that was probably in my career, the biggest blessing that I'd ever been given. That's like, doesn't happen. Yeah. And so, and getting over, you kept doing well. We kept touring, kept touring. And I felt like for the first time I still had my publishing deal, but I was like becoming like more and more like chains were coming off of like what I wanted to do and getting over. You gave me a little confidence to be like, see, you do know like what works just like keep fighting for it. And Anyway, again, trying to make a long story long here, but um, August, I went back for another routine checkup and came back and I had to do all the scans. And then basically Doc came in and was like, and he was like devastated too. And he was like, man, we're going to have to do chemo. Yeah. And I said, really? Like, it's like that way? And he goes, yeah. And so, and I, I was, he goes, the good news is it's like really small in your body right now. It's not like everywhere. I said, well, can we push it to start in October, very end of October? And because I have shows through December. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to play these shows with chemo. And so we got to, we started the first run of chemo October 17th or something like that. And I played shows. My last run of shows had to be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Up, I did like Lansing, Michigan, Ohio State's campus, wherever that city is, and then Cleveland. And when I got to the Cleveland show i was so sick it was probably just like a a normal cold or whatever but dude i was like i was fevering crazy i mean i was like 
unbelievably sick. Yeah, you're probably going through like all the repercussions of that stuff. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, and I'm, you're also talking gone, to the guy that didn't go to the doctor when he right, ruptured his Achilles. Right, right. <laughs> but to even, I mean, to go that far and be going through chemo is insane. Like, you yeah, gotta, you got to have like a little bit of a screw loose, Jackie. I think so. Is it the mayor? You call me a nut, I guess. <laughs> um, we uh, st- so I, I I played that show that night. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, I saw your hand move. That's how we have to start the podcast, by the way. Yeah, we should start. We like just don't that. have our cowboy hats on. Yeah, damn. And I don't, I don't, we don't have long hair anymore, dude. Both of us had long hair when we met. What a turn we just took. Yes, Sorry. the the hair is gone, and I, I kind of miss it. I I mean, kind of, but, but I only I, miss I feel, it when I want to put it in like a have a good hat day. Right, and it's cool. It's cooler with the windows down in a car. Way cooler. Way cooler. But when you hop out of that shower, dude, and you just go, and you're done. That's a win. That's a win. It is. A so win. they do kind of even out. Yeah. We go to uh, chemo, come back from that, and I had to go straight to the emergency room. I, my, I had a buddy playing bass for me that run and he, he's like a, an artist too. And I was like, man, you got to sing some of these songs. And I was feeling the pressure, like letting the promoter down, like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but the pr- promoter was amazing. And he had to sing like six of the songs in that set that night. Cause I literally had no voice to be able to do it. And I, like an idiot, I should have went to the hospital there, but I just like, I got to get back home. I got to get back home. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 10 hour ride in the van and I mm-hmm. did not pee. I did not get up one time. I didn't do anything. We just drove straight and they took me to the mercy room and I got to the doctor. And of course it was like, you know, the next morning or whatever. And I it wasn't like an appointment. I went to the straight to the doc or the mercy room and they were like, they started hooking me up to the stuff. They're like, what is wrong with you? Like you have no platelets. You have no white blood cells. You don't really have red blood cells. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, I'm on my second round of chemo. They're like, what? <laughs> and they like got all mad at me and stuff. And so wow. I just been, I, well, that next morning I had to go back to the dock anyway. And so they, they took care of me there, went back. And like that same week, my hair fell out. And like, I knew that at that point it was over and I had to cancel all my shows for the rest of the year. And so it was a bit of a, it was a really, I mean, it was tough. It sucked. Was it the, did you have to cancel because like it just like your confidence and everything was like at a no, level you just no, no, felt no. that bad or I mean if anything I would have tried. Yeah. But I mean I was gonna I, say I, I don't think you not having hair would have stopped you. My God, I think you could cut your leg off and a couple <laughs> arms and your nose and you still go perform. I think that guy almost did. Play <laughs> what he wants to do. Yeah. I mean it definitely was I was I was pretty puny at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I was yeah. um yeah it just it really sucked. And also like so the way it worked was I had a had a deal kind of like I would do extra rounds of chemo mm-hmm. during the week to be able to go play the shows. Right. Cause we typically have to leave Thursday mm-hmm. and play fr- Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Damn bro. And so, but after that I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, I was, it was that's crazy. You went that far though. Like even <laughs> like, show must go on, I guess, but that's crazy. And also just trying to keep like a little bit of like normalcy to what I, my life, like mm-hmm. it was just, I was looking back and dude, I was just like, I don't even recognize this. Like who, I mean, I feel like my friend should be going through this. Like I shouldn't be going through this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so odd. Yeah. But here we are, man. That's crazy. It's crazy that you pushed through all of it. I don't think anyone that I know could ever do that. Yeah, like, dude. I, I, you know, I appreciate you saying that, but man, it's just one of those deals where, you know, I think we're all a lot tougher than we think. 
Yeah. And so like when we go through something like that, especially with people that we love and it was a big, honestly, man, it was a big turning point in my life to allow people to take care of me. Yeah. Because again, we come, I come from a culture of like a very loving family that always does for each other, but still, I don't, things that can be done, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, literally it took me getting to the point to where I couldn't. Right. And so I don't know. It, I learned a big lesson. I feel like fortunately probably early on in my life to like, a, I mean, I know that I don't always have it figured out, but like, it's okay to let people care for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. as that's, long as you're caring for yourself. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's where people go wrong is that they'll like solely rely on like other people or just solely rely on themselves. And that's like, it's hard to find that balance. Yeah. So that's cool, man. Yeah, dude, this is a weird time, but we got out of that. And I think it was probably 2018 that I, when I finished chemo in January, got into to 18 and I still had some like contracted shows that were paying pretty good that I needed to do mm-hmm. and which I wanted to do. Um, and I, I did a few of those, but I, I kind of, I went to have a meeting with my publisher and I was like, appreciate you guys. You've been awesome. But like, I want to leave. Yeah. And they're like, well, we want to give it one more year. And I was like, okay. So we did that. 18 kind of took up that time. And then dude, after I started finishing up those shows, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like I, I, coming off such a fresh, like your life flash before your eyes. I was like, dude, I think there's probably a million other things I could, I could do to like find a happiness and fulfillment and feel like I'm not a piece of crap. Yeah. You know, like every other person that I know almost, mm-hmm. you know? And so after I got, I basically found out over Christmas that I was going to be able to get out of my contract going into 2019. And I got out of my publishing deal in February of 19. And that was the first time since I moved to Nashville that my name was not associated with a, a dotted line. Wow. And dude, that was like super scary, but man, it felt unbelievable. Like it felt, it felt really good. And so yeah. I had like 700 and something thousand airline points saved up Whoa! between like Southwest and American flex. Yeah. And it was just because Shout of out. years of the label just making me do all this stuff. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to burn them all. Like every one of them. Did you? And even if I have like 400 left and I can like put that on a rental car, I'm going to do Did it. Did you do it? Absolutely. Where'd you go? Anywhere Southwest and American would fly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And dude, it was, um, I'm so, I mean, dude, I have times that I will remember forever in that little period that I'll be able to tell my kids about like one of the most fun trips because I almost moved to Santa Monica, almost moved to, um, uh, Brooklyn, a buddy of mine. I had two buddies that had room situations. I was going to get like straight up regular job. It wouldn't have been long-term, but it would have probably been for like a year. And I mean, at this point I don't regret not doing that, but also I, I wouldn't, I know sitting here right now, wouldn't regret if I did. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the most fun trips I did was I flew up to New York city, stayed for like three days and I walked like 52 miles. And, uh, I mean, I did, I did everything that a tourist can do, I think in New York city. Like, I mean, legit everything, including going to serendipity. Oh, nice. You ever seen that movie? Nope. What? I haven't. Make Ellen, dude, don't even tell her. Serendipity. Do it before this podcast comes out. 
Not that she's probably going to watch me on this podcast. Anyway. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know if I've. I'm, I, 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 I love, sure I love a good rom-com. It. Is it a rom? It's a good rom. It's great. And okay. it's about these John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. They meet. <laughs> I feel like this is a bit. It's not. It's real life. They meet at serendipity. Okay. Or they, they, they meet and then they go to serendipity and serendipity means yes, I have this on DVD. No shame. I don't have oh. shame. Oh, not about man. this. This looks, this looks like a, it's one of the greatest movies has, of all time. She has your old hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> and he has yours now. <laughs> yeah. You're inspired. You had no we, idea. That's we, wow. <laughs> we could have fallen Where in love. Dude. <laughs> Where was I? What year was that? Oh. We um. That's what we'll call this episode. Serendipity. <laughs> serendipity, dude. That would make my whole life. It's on my Instagram. You can. I got the because they have frozen hot chocolates, and I'm just like chilling at Serendipity, and it's just like one of the greatest moments of my life. That's cool. But we go to um, uh, dude, the dude from Entourage is in Serendipity. What's his name? The the funny dude. Yeah, the super funny. Dude. Super funny guy. Ah. Uh, oh my god! I follow him on Instagram. What's his name? I haven't seen either movie or either. Show or movie. You would love that show. That show is unreal. Oh, I'm blanking so hard right now. I can't think of his name either. But he plays the dude from William Morris in Entourage. One of um, one of our uh, mutual friends saw him. Jeremy Piven. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, this guy. Jeremy Piven is in oh. Serendipity. I thought you were talking about this guy. He was in Nashville. Recently. Yeah, yeah. He was just um. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's at my house at four in the morning when Jared Mullins brought him over. Shut up. And like, you mean times I've had to kick Morgan Wallen and that guy and other artists out of my house at four in the morning because they're so loud in the living room? That guy was there. I think so. Who knows? you just because he there told me. Him? I've literally had to kick out. Probably it's probably been three separate times, or just not kick out. But it's just like, bro, it's four a.m. Like, go somewhere else or like go to the backyard. Yeah, man. I love Jared Mullins so much though. He's one of my best friends. Where's he at? I don't know. We just wrote, a, I think, a pretty cool song last week. Yeah? Yeah. He's a Anyway, sorry, kid. I keep getting sidetracked, but I, went, I almost moved to Brooklyn because I went up there for like four days, walked 50 miles, and then I rode the train down to Washington, D.C., and I spent like four days in D.C., and I did all the little museums, and you can do so much for free you go by yourself? in D.C. Yeah. That's cool. It was amazing. That's cool. And I made friends with this old lady on the train. Like it was awesome. Like I'm always just gonna remember stuff like that. I rode up the one in a convertible, just like kind of stuff that like you always hear about and people do. And I was single at the time and just didn't have I didn't have any responsibility in Nashville to like write yeah. songs or put music out. And I was like, you're just free for a little bit. I was free for a little bit. That's cool. It was cool, man. That's fun. Yeah, that's really fun. If but you now were, you're doing great though. I was gonna ask going back to uh, you talk about throwing bombs in your career in a good way and everything. Was that a just maturity thing, or is that was that a takeaway you think from what you were going through at the time? I think both. I mean, I feel like it came from a place of the initial place it came from was okay. I've realized that I have to do this. Maybe leaned on a little bit too much. Other people, you know, saying do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah. And I was like, man, like. I have to trust myself that like, I'm, you know, not dumb. And I, one thing that I don't understand with like being at a record label or just in general, it doesn't matter. Just for me, it was a record label is I never got, I never understood. Like, do you not think that I want my career to do well? Like, do you think that I want to bomb and like be forgotten forever? Right. Cause it felt like every maybe idea or, or whatever we had, it was like, they took it as 
a career suicide or something. And like, that's just not like what I was trying to do ever do. Like I was trying my best to like be successful. Right. And so taking, yeah. in that moment of like, okay, you know what? This doesn't work. So I I just want, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. So you wanted to have like kind of like your own trial and error. Yeah. They were were like, we have it all figured out. You should do it. And also going back to one of the first things I said, yes. Yeah. And and of being like the guy that wanted to be so loyal Mm -hmm. and making a, we did this together. Like also you can outstay your welcome. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was another tough one for me to go through. of just understanding. It's like, no, it's like, it just doesn't work. It's just not working. Except seasons. Exactly. Yeah. And that was that season of my life was, you know, I was starting a new one, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it, and I had, dude, you know, probably of all the things that was tough in my career was being able to, when T Rob or, or another buddy from back home or my dad's a pastor of a church. So I'd go to the church and like, they'd all ask, you know what I was doing. And I was so afraid to say that I did not have something going on. And I think you probably see it all over Instagram every day of like people that are just like, got this going on, got this going on. And I just like, I was like, I don't, and I want to be okay that I don't. And so I almost, it almost got, too bad the other way was someone called me like, what are you working on? Nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of song did you write this week? I didn't write. I, I've not written in six months. You know, yeah. are you going to the studio? No, I'm not. You know, like right. nothing is happening. Right. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Just glorifying. Yeah. Dude. Absolutely nothing. Though. And at first, like that was awesome. You know, life settles in. You know, Okay. I can't like live off of whatever, you know, candy forever. I got to mm-hmm. go get some substance. But, but yeah, it, that was like, unbelievably freeing for me and and not that my dad my dad is probably the most like honorable dude that I've ever met in my life but even for him for a guy that had put so much and my mom and my dad but put so much into my dreams of trying to make it happen for me mm-hmm. and just believing in me maybe when no one else did yeah and for me to look at him and say I'm not working on anything I didn't want to let him down and yeah. so but also my dad is, you know, he told me too, he's like, if you are okay, if you're taking care, you're not letting me down, you know? And yeah. so, man, things like that is priceless to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Because, like, what are we, like, either you had this amount of stuff do good on Spotify or you didn't, so that's how we know if you're a piece of crap or not. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. I, I, I do want to be successful. I do want to have plaques with my name that have a little number one beside it. Like I, yeah. those are all things, but like, sure. I'm not going to like fall off the face of the earth if I don't. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So getting through all that was tough, but it was awesome. How did you get your point? How did you get yourself to the point where you're like, this is okay that nothing's going on. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, all right, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. Listen, you listen. <laughs> All right, tear your Achilles and go to this doctor. <laughs> you're gonna go to, to reach you're, the bar. You're going to the NBA. <laughs> yeah. That was the pivot. You went back to the dream. You're like, this all makes sense. <laughs> this scout. all makes sense yeah. now. I would go out and shoot I'm, in Edge Hill Village and just imagine there's a scout in the bush watching me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know why I'm not doing music if right now. I make eight I shots in a row. The guy from the '76ers is gonna walk out and say. Which is a, actually another story. We played at Edge Hill. Remember that those kids yelling at oh us? Oh my! Jed God. got really mad. I was, and I yeah. took up for you. Yeah. Well, I I didn't get. I got like quiet mad. I just couldn't believe it was happening. But these kids, we were we were all just playing a friendly <laughs> group, like just 
pick up basketball. Just everyone's having a good time. And these kids walk by and just start throwing rocks at us. What? Yeah. They're just like throwing rocks at us. And I was like, what? And then everyone starts yelling. And one of them said, your, your mama something. No. I said, oh yeah, well your mama. <laughs> I was no, going right back. No, out. he told you to turn your music off and you said, no. <laughs> and you said, you know what? This is the ringtone when your mama's calling. And it was, it was some like really epic rap song. I can't remember which one it was. How old are these kids? 12. Oh, <laughs> probably 12. I mean, and, maybe two And you told them you'd see them in a little bit. You're coming to see their mama or something. I'll tuck you in later. It, like, like we were like close to catching like bullets. We probably. were not. They were like teenagers. Did, I know what the bullets That doesn't mean anything like in, the, in Nashville. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't I mean, mean anything. I mean, we're playing Edge Hill. So, you know, the, the hood's like two it's streets right over. It's right there. I mean, I, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew yeah. up going to a school in the hood, so yeah, I just kind of knew how to fire back. Yeah, you did, on, and on you the got them, dude. They were pissed. I, they, they, they were, were they were super pissed. One they were of them was like rocks. Holding, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like and Jed was like doing the fist thing. Who does that? Sides were just like the Arthur. The Arthur. Yeah. It, it doesn't do anything. It's just just so pissed. Just like I don't know what to do. It's like eight year old black kids. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Like I'm just gonna squeeze the air. I'm gonna fight them. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they duke it out. I thought Jackie was gonna. No, I see. I know. Like, there's a difference in just like. I've been in like probably three fights, and I I I feel like you can tell the difference in a bluff. Sure. And then like, oh, they can actually beat me up. When it starts with yeah. they're eight, so that's the first thing you notice. That's true too, Jed. That that is true. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's I, like there's also a fence between us. Like, so yeah. the, the yeah. threat this, was not that imminent. Was, that was safe. Well, actually, this brings it all back nicely to what is this kickball story? Oh, God. Oh. Oh, man. I'm yeah. glad we got to it this way because segueing from cancer would have been really difficult. Yeah. Nah, I can segue anything. <laughs> Segways are weird. Yeah. Uh, we go to, uh, we're in a very competitive, uh, is it called intramural? If that's. If no, that's, no. That's, it's it's just like a. Co- no, guys co-ed, and girls. Co-ed. Co-ed. That's the yeah. word. It's not, not intramural. Yeah. Um, co-ed kickball league. <laughs> and we had already played a season. This is the second season. Yeah. And because of COVID, the games kept getting stretched and stretched and stretched. So like a season that maybe should have took maybe five, six weeks. Right. Lasted a whole year. Yeah. And it was was that was that this year? This was last year. This was this was before Christmas, yeah, it was, right? It, but it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. It was before Christmas. Let me preface this before he like goes into this <laughs> that saying that like we have the nicest kickball team. Like we just have a great time. Everyone's goofing off. There's some beer. There's good music. We're all just having like a really great time. We don't have intentions of being like Absolutely. mean towards anyone. And no one was mean toward us. Right. Because it was just, well, it's, it's co-ed kickball. My God. Like, y- yes. At I, West Park in Nashville. Yeah. It was super chill, dude. Like, it's it was super calm. Super calm. Most of the time. Like, I understand the competitiveness because like I'm a competitive person. I hate, I hate to lose. I'd almost rather oh, die dude, than I hate lose to sometimes. Lose. I hate, I hate to it. Lose. I really I'll think do. about it. I can't sleep. But the difference in growing up and hating to lose is being able to slap the other team's hand and legit it's we're all going to the same bar after this it's okay yeah and it was kickball it was kickball now we had a pretty good team yeah it was ben and jared and you and ellen and courtney my girlfriend and sam and his wife hannah and like we had some athletes on the team yeah there was like it was good and there were teams that were better than us but like somehow we just kept winning yeah we had a good season anyway so this team earlier in the season uh, it was still warm outside. This is how this got started. You remember, right? Yeah, I do. So 
I was playing shortstop, third base, something like that. Third. And Paul DiGiovanni, my producer, was in Boys Like Girls. Loved the guy. We all love him. He uh, Something happened with his finger. Oh, he's playing catcher, and they tried to throw it home to get someone out, and it jammed his finger pretty bad. Being the doctor that I'm not, I said, I can fix that. You said it's like I've, string cheese, kind of. string yeah, cheese. Yeah, you're still so, good to drive. Is it doing this? <laughs> you're still good to you're drive. Still good to drive. drive. <laughs> but anyway, I said, I can try to, you know, set it if you want me to. And he was like, yeah, sure, try. So he, we're all, our team at this point is around the pitcher's mound figuring this out. The other team obviously see what sees what's going on. You know, it's not like we're like trying to ice them or anything. It's just that yeah. he jammed his finger. So I'm like, I pulled it. And it just was what it was. But we're at probably five minutes. This girl, woman, yells at us. And again, going back to like, from the stories that we're telling in this podcast, it probably seems like I'm a hothead. I'm really not. I just don't fare well with people that are mean. And and you know what? You're, there's always going to be mean people. You're never, ever, ever going to be able to um, get back at people with meanness. I've read all the, you know, life guidance counselor photos in the room. Okay. I know what they are, but also there's just like a thing that just like, it's a switch that flips for me. Yeah. So she starts yelling. She goes, what the are we doing? Like, can we not play ball ref? Is this not legal? And I said, shut up. His finger got jammed. We're trying to fix it. And they told that girl's like, chill out. You know, their team. Yeah. That was pretty much it. But for the rest of the time, they're still kind of like a holes. So that, that girl. And then I found out her six foot eight boyfriend who played, which that don't scare me at all. It's like, I mean, if you're going to beat me up, you're going to beat me up, but I'm going to try. He's not six. Eight. He is a big, he's, he's like a six, big six. Guy. You think he was, dude, he was like taller than me for he, sure. He gets taller every time we tell the story. This guy was it. seven, yeah. four. <laughs> you should have seen this guy. <laughs> um, anyway, it is what it is. We end up having to play this team in the championship. Of course. And so in the way the championship worked was you had, a couple games. And so we played a game, set out a game, championship game. And they start walking down and everybody's like, ah, crap. You know? But again, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, it's what, it is what it is. That, Cause that was nothing. You know what I mean? That was just like a little precursor. We get to the game. We're beating them by like six runs. And no, no, no. I take that back. We had went up like three runs in the first inning cause we kicked first and then yeah. they're up and we got, we, she was the first one up. And so she gets on base or whatever and gets the second. And we ended up getting three outs. And do you remember this? I watched the whole thing happen, yeah. And yeah. so at this point, everybody knew that this particular woman, <clears throat> I, I have, if you're watching this, I have nothing against you. It was just like, it is what it is. I'm it playing third like base. I had, I'm telling you, I got her out because they literally kicked the ball to me. I went and stepped on the base. Um, or they kicked it to Jared. Just, someone just dribbled a ball to yeah, the pitcher. He threw it to you. He, he threw it to me. I got her out by probably 20 yards. I mean, she hadn't even left the base by the time I got her out. She continues to run. Okay. Also, like, <laughs> you know, okay. Imagine this. My left foot is on the bag and my body, my right foot is stretching toward the pitcher. I am like as far a, there's no reason for her to touch the base. She got out four years ago. Yeah. B, I could be as far away as you can imagine. She continues to run full speed. I'm holding the ball, just chilling. She continues to run full and just takes both arms and hits me. She tried to truck him. Like, she tried I, like, to- it was like, it was so far done. Like, 
A, it, if it was close as hell, I can never imagine trying to do that to somebody. Mm-hmm. B, she was out forever. Yeah. It's like a fly landing on this table and flying away for like for five minutes and me just being like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Almost had him. Yeah. And so everyone on our team, because Jed oh. had kind of ran up at this point because it was like the last out. Everyone on our team goes, what? Like everyone just stops and everybody's kind of like, what? And because the ref didn't say anything. And I just like, I literally, and I tell you, I said zero words. I he did, did it. I, he, I he, didn't say a word. You actually, you, you, you were just like, what? I, everyone was like, what the heck? I think pretty sure I yelled like that was nice. Like, yeah, it's that kind of thing. So here's where I made a mistake. <laughs> we get, we scored some more runs. We're up like six or whatever. They're up to bat again. She's up again. And she strikes out. Do you know how hard it is to strike out in kickball? It's not. You could kick with your, I mean, the only way that it might be tough to strike out is if you keep fouling them off. Yeah. But like a clean strikeout, like a swing and a miss, kind of tough. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Are there called strikes in kickball? Absolutely. There's a, there's an ump. You just don't swing. There's like drunk umpires. Like you have like six inches, like six inches, right guys? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you guys measure six inches, right? yeah, Yeah. 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 You have six inches on either side of the plate if it's within that strike. If not, it, okay, cool. it's pretty easy to tell yeah. every time because it's either coming over the plate or it's not. Yeah. yeah. And so... It also sh- depends on how the drunk umpire is feeling now. That's true. That's yeah, true. because you never know. But this was not even like a, I'm going to let it pass and he caught it a strike and she swung and missed. Okay. And so this is where I made my mistake. I own it, mm-hmm. but I, I don't regret it. Right. That happened. No one even saw me, I didn't think. No one saw me. Cause I literally had, it was freezing cold. I had my hands in my hoodie and the whole nine. She gets out and I just go, that's fine. Just wave that. That's fine. She didn't even see me wave at it. I mean, I did it for me. What is that? One Mississippi, two Mississippi. I mean, that's two seconds. That's very tame. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I didn't say like, Sah! you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. do any of that. And we're already winning by like six zero. Whatever. This was what it was. So that inning went a little longer for whatever reason. And her boyfriend, who was the pitcher well, at this point, I just put it together. They're together. And I'm standing kind of on the base because not really much is happening. Oh, not on the base, just like near the base, hands in the hoodie, straight ahead. Had not said a word the whole game yet. All right. They, uh, this other bigger dude who was unbelievably unathletic looking, like you could just tell it's like, I mean, I could jog faster and then you could sprint toward to get me. So I'm fine. I can run away from here. Cause I mean, my first thought is not like, can I beat this guy up? It's just like, I don't, you know, I, if I need yeah. to get away, I can too. I've been in three fights. I've only won one. Like I know what it's like to lose a fight. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like that guy that gets in a fight with everybody. I don't want to fight anybody ever, <laughs> but I'm not scared to. Yeah. They come and stand as close as they can to the third base on the third base line. While you're playing third. While I'm playing third. Yeah. Everybody kind of, Jed had a good view because he played the outfield right next to me and he could kind of see it. And they're just talking about me. Never look at them. Never say a word. I, I could care less. And uh, inning ends, and I start to walk in, and they tried to like almost like hurry walk to like brush me, get close to me, and they never like brushed me, but he got close to me, and he said, "I'll beat his ass right now." Talking like, to that, talking the boyfriend, to her, not directly at you, but loud enough that you. Well, no, hear. the boyfriend talking to the other big guy. And I was probably close to the pitcher's mouth at this point. I turned around and said, you ain't going to do shit. And he charged me. Did he not? Yeah, he did. Charged he, he, he ran right up. Charged me. So the first thing I did, I was, I mean, you know, when you, just, you think all the thoughts you, you thought in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
do I spear him? Like, do I tackle him? <laughs> yeah. Do I wait for because I, I do I spear, I spear him? him? I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of like self defense. I'm like dirt, pick up a fistful of dirt. In honestly, the eyes, dude, right I'm the the, I'm a dirty fighter. I want to fight to win. I don't want to like fight to get like kick oh, up a dust cloud and then disappear. If we're in this position, you're probably gonna win. Sure. I only have element of surprise. That's the only way. <laughs> Should I spear him? Because my, my oh. thought was like I can tell you know he's running really high. Like I played football for a long time. I can I can take him down at least. Yeah. And hopefully by that point Jed will come in and tomahawk kick right. this guy. You know something. <laughs> my mm. only problem was my whole team had their back turned mm. to what was going on because they were already like I was just walking off or I was jogging off. And so no one saw it except like Jed. Yeah. And because Jed was like the first one on the scene because he was jogging from the outfield. And so what happened, he ran full speed at me. And after I provoked, I, I didn't provoke. I just res, re, responded. And I, he had a hoodie on and I grabbed his collar and I said, hit me. And he was like all over my face. Just like, I said, hit yeah. me, oh, hit yeah. me. And he wouldn't do it. And I mean, I was like, I look back on that moment. I was like, even legally would I've been, and I think the answer is no, like they would have had to assault me for, for me to not, not go to jail or be right. self-defense. So thank the Lord I didn't swing, but he came at me full speed and I'm like, you know, he's tall. I'm looking up, and I, but I had him and I was pulling him down to my face and I was like, hit me, hit me. And he never swung. And at this point, Jed, Sam, Jared, everybody was like, you know, back we off, cleared, back off, back off, bleep, back off. We were out there, dude. Well then for another 10 minutes, the girlfriend just started going, I said, shut up. Like literally nobody wants to hear you right now. Shut up. And they're like, Hey, don't talk to a girl. I said, shut up. I just kept That's yelling. All, like, it was just a constant, like back and forth, back and forth. And like, really the only solution was to shut up. I said, like, obviously you guys are perfect for each other. Shut up. Oh, and, and they uh anyway kept going and then oh, it all kind of calmed down no no fists were thrown nothing a girl from there t- i didn't play the rest of the game they were like go play i was like i nope not worth it to me we're already winning i just don't care and another girl from their team and the best part is like they they were they were the team that would bring the speaker and they were always playing like christian music which I'm all here for, but it's just like so really? funny to me. Oh, absolutely. Christian music? I don't think so much that last game, but the other game, they're all yeah. just like, cause that was a church. That's a church team. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Wait, oh, I that's right. You, I wish you led with that. There was, right. was a church. It's a church team. I'm co-ed, co-ed yeah. kickball team. Yeah. And um, anyway, again, not that that's like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm a Christian as well. And I, you saw me like, for sure, but also when you're represented you know on I mean? a team, you, know you I mean? do hold yourself to that standard. For so sure. it, it just was what it was. But again, I just those are the moments that I look back. I felt like, even speaking of that, I felt really guilty like the next morning and stuff because I was just kind of like, I could have shut up. I could have shut up too. You I, mean, know what I mean, you didn't really do anything wrong though, and it was agged on and. It was epic and fun. But in the same great. way, those kids were like saying stuff, and I was like, "This is your mama's ringtone." When she calls me, like I didn't have to say that. That was <laughs> quick. That was quick, though. That's what gets me in trouble. It's just like, but I, that game, I didn't say anything. I literally didn't say didn't anything. anything. And she truly hit me like with like this. Not that it hurt. I'm just saying Are it you happened. Okay? <laughs> honestly, Jeff, honestly, it hurts, dude. <laughs> honestly. But anyway, we uh, and so I'm not gonna name the name, but some a buddy of mine who was on that team who you know well. He said, I thought she would think this is funny. And she's like, is trying to be an Instagram influencer and stuff. 
and like every post like, Hey guys, so this word today is just like, Oh man, I wish I would just comment, but like, yeah, but you lost though. <laughs> just like, Oh just, man. Just like, I don't even know the girl's name or who she was. He just told me that, but you should do the, no, just the waving emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Just so petty about a coincidence. I am not a. Yeah, you don't understand that. Like, it does get like competitive. Like, it starts as like oh, the it's fun thing, yeah. and then it like slowly. You're like, all right, guys, should we have a practice? Should we have a practice? And everyone's. But like, in the same Ooh. way, pick up basketball. Like we're playing pick up basketball. Of course, we're competitive. We've all been competitive in our life. We, we're in a competitive business. I love to be competitive. I think it's like a yeah. good driving factor. But like, if you can't slap dude's butt walking off the court and saying "love you, man," like you messed up. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Let's talk about East Tennessee, dude. How do we not know each other growing up? Because we, we grew well, up. You were homeschooled, so you never left the house I, I, that's ever. That's right. I was, I was in the basement. The better the question time. is how we didn't see each other at Dollywood. Or anywhere. I mean. Or my we, dad we even went 30, to like. That right there. What is that? It's that's a Dollywood right. season pass. That's a carrying permit. Yeah. For a funnel cake at Dollywood. You splash this bad boy around, they'll give you a candy apple on kettle corn and a yeah. funnel cake. Wow. Yeah. You're welcome. Podcastville. Yeah. That's a that's a real thing to have. Dollywood is so fun though. But yeah. yeah, I don't know how we didn't like at some point bump into each other. We grew up forty minutes away, thirty five yeah, minutes I mean, away. Yeah, I mean, but that's court. just I mean, I could say that for people that live in Maryville that I know now. Like yeah. a good friend of mine, JP Burroughs, who he's a coach back home and stuff. We're the same age, graduated the same year. Like we didn't really know each other growing up yeah. until like later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like even Sevierville and Pigeon Forge and all that. I mean, we were up there all of the time. Right. Like that was the only, which it worked out for us. Like that was like one of the only places my mom would let us go, but it felt like we went to Vegas. Right. It's like when you're like six, 16, 17, your mom, like, let you go up to a place yeah, and we could drive up and spend the day and then like even wait till it gets a little dark, you know? And Ooh. it's just like, it felt, you felt wild. See the arcade signs come on. Absolutely. The go-karts. We spent more time in Gatlinburg though, than even Pigeon Forge because like we just park and walk around for hours and do right. nothing but just do that. Right. And so we many made steps friends up with, and down that hill. Oh yeah. yeah. We'd go up to Ober and ice skate and I, I had a season pass to Ober Gatlinburg to snowboard. Really? For four years in a row. And two of those years, they refunded me and just carried over my, because it didn't snow. Because it was that <laughs> crappy, dude. Did yeah. you ever snowboard there? And it was like, you would have been better off going out in your yard and slinging some ice cubes. Absolutely. And just hopping on those. I like, cannot probably, how many concussions I have from just, I mean, it was like, I mean, it was like concrete. It yeah. was just ice. It yeah. was just, I don't know if you've been, but yeah. like it's. I mean, maybe in the last few years it's been good because of actual yeah. snow, but yeah, I mean, it's not, not their was... fault. I mean, it's like mother nature, but like, I mean, they, they try and that's what makes it kind of like get slick is that man-made snow. But that was my There's only experience for literally four or five of years people going over it all day. And it's literally, it, you could ice skate on it. It's crazy. You really could. Yeah. Um, first time I went to Colorado, I was like, this is what this is like. Yeah. It was wild. So. I still haven't, I still haven't been out West. I've gone like, like in general, Catalucci. Or just no, I've been, I've been out like to like, you haven't board. left East Tennessee. My I, God, I Jed. haven't, I've never been outside the state. I would love to see what's out there. <laughs> yeah, just like putting that out there. If anyone County. watches this and wants to take me outside of the state, <laughs> I'm down for it. Let me ask my mom now. <laughs> no, I, dude. I mean, we just talked about this on the way over here. It was so funny. We we're talking just in general. He goes, wait, save that. Wait, save that. Cause like we got to, not that we would Let's ever just not talk the whole way. Jed and I would never, ever, ever have anything to not talk about because that's all we do. But 
we were talking about how he just went and spent some time in East Tennessee, and I'm so thankful to be from there. Me too. Because a people from all over the country and the world travel to to go see it. Yeah. Um, but also it being home already, yeah. and then being able to just go back for the holidays or for us, like we can, if we have like enough time in a weekend, we can go. Right. And just even just being being there for a day, like my lifelong goal is to have an honorary Dollywood season pass because Dolly knows who I am. So that would be really it's cool. a legitimate goal of mine. Put it on my vision. Dolly, board. If you happen to see this, this man, absolutely solid representation. No, I love it. Dude. I love being from there. Like where I'm from is they call it the foothills. You're pretty much in the mountains. Yeah. And then we were the foothills. Yep. And so, but we could like equally be to Cades Cove at the same time. Right. Everybody beautiful place. knows, I guess that place because of Blackberry farms mm-hmm. and like, Oh my God, you're from Maryville. Did you, you go to Blackberry farms? I'm like, no, if you're just from go hang out at the five star resort. Yeah. If you're from Maryville, you don't cause you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't just go hang there. I personally don't know anyone that can afford $25,000 a night to stay at a right, cabin. Right. But. Right. But we, we are lucky to be from there. I've at this point traveled a little bit and seen some cool places in the world. And even after seeing like the world and the beautiful things in California and it's like, you don't realize how beautiful home East Tennessee is like Sevierville, Gatlinburg, like all of it, like until you've been away from it, which is like, I mean, that's the kind of the beauty of stepping away from certain things is to like be able to take it in when you go back. But I just, I didn't even realize it till I had traveled a little bit. It, It is so beautiful. And if anyone hasn't been, I, would recommend it. I mean, even people living in Nashville that have moved here from California or wherever, mm-hmm. because I mean, again, growing up there, it's, it was one, it was such a weird thing because it's like within 300 miles of like every Southern state, mm-hmm. it's like the way it's centrally located and people just flock there. I mean, yeah, even now it's not that it's new that people come. Right. It's just always been that way. Right. So, I mean, I, I love it. Yeah. I, they talk about like, I will say this <clears throat> not to just like hate on home, but like, it's like, I just recently went to Miami and th- I went before like the, um, the spring break thing hit. And, um, so it wasn't like super packed or anything. It was kind of crappy weather, but most, most people in places wore masks. And I heard that it's not like that now with the spring break and stuff, yeah. but like East Tennessee, like pigeon forge and stuff. They don't even know, like, I don't think, they, I don't think it's the locals. I don't think so they much. knew Corona was a thing. Like maybe not the locals, but like, I see so many people like visiting stuff. When I was just back home, I was like, oh my God. Like, it's just like, no one gives a heck. Well, I mean, I've always been, especially throughout this time. It's like, I feel like you have so many people from the South that are like, all right, we're no mask. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll wear, I'll wear the mask. I'll, it's yeah. not a big deal. It's yeah. like, especially if it makes you more comfortable, you know, like, yeah. Don't shame me for not wearing a mask in my car by myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's those people in the world too, yeah. but it's like, I definitely, if I go to the grocery store, do anything I need to do. It's like, I, I can, I can wear the mask. Chill. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm talking about like, Aubrey's. but you go to freaking pigeon forge and yeah. it is as it's as if that it's almost like no information has entered that place since 1987. Yeah. Because it's been the same since then. And like nobody has a mask. But it's really like the tourists though. Most, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm sure there's like local people and stuff too, but mainly like the tourists, like the tourists are like, all from the South. Like, They're like all like, just like, well, we can't fly anywhere. Let's just drive up to Pigeon Forge, I guess. Yes. Go to Cades Cove, Sir, some deer. Ser- servers are like taking their mask off to hear you. What'd you say, sir? <laughs> it's like, what? You didn't have to do that. <laughs> the, who had, who had the Alfredo? 
like you just take the mask down to see. You're like, yeah, sure, it's, sir. It's different. It's different. But like it, that that stuff aside, it is paradise though. Like it, oh, it, dude, res- I love it, it resets me every time, and it shows me that like, you know, that really is like my roots. And did you have Did you have I that feeling it. when? Because I did for a second, but when you were about to graduate high school and you just had all these hopes and dreams. Did you have the feeling of like, I'm never coming back here? I was really scared you were going to say friends. Uh, <laughs> no, I definitely. <laughs> That's probably a more poignant question, actually. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, I, 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 I thought I was like, never like going to want to come back. Yeah, I was like, same. I'm out. Yeah. Like, this has like been like great thankful for it but like i just want to go out and see the world i feel like my little sister is kind of going through that right now yeah and i remember what that feels like and it's it's not a good feeling but when you once you do step away it allows you to kind of like appreciate the beauty it's crazy how a place can just make you feel emotions crazy and like i mean like peace and like yeah. you know just that kind of thing just little things just too. actually physically being there makes you feel just all all the things that like we're attached to maybe our childhoods or, or, and I know you and I have wonderful parents. I know it's not that way for everybody, but, um, I don't know. It is, it's odd. And I'm I'm thankful too. At an earlier age, I was able to, I mean, I've not traveled the world by any means, but as soon as Southwest flies there though, we're going, (laughs) um, I, you know, I've not been able to do that. I've just, I've traveled the country. It feels like I've made a circle around it probably four or five times at this point, but being able to have that experience to, cherish home really helped yeah you know what for I mean? sure for sure and it would probably be different if we didn't have like good experiences and stuff like that because yeah. there are people who have been through the not so good side of the family and yeah you know and even could, mom just like I, I feel her when i'm there yeah that's when i when i think of when i see the mountains when i roll up to my dad's property that i grew up on like just all of those things make me feel her yeah and that's like you know, important to me. It's, totally. It really is. It's like, totally. not that I, I don't feel her with me or, or in a situation, know what she would have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like I do, but just being able to in the moment, just be like, not say a word, not really just go sit and just chill. And just all my memories, pretty much all of them are, are in East Tennessee with her. Yeah. You know? So that that's a thing for me as well. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about home. And we're lucky to be able to, to have that, to have any kind of, positive memories and stuff like that. Did you guys do a lot of fires growing up? Absolutely. Yeah. We do a lot of fires now. Yeah. Are we same. like le- legally, I don't think we we're allowed to have the fire pit in the back of my house that we did on, Whoa. yeah, on music row, but we did. Oh yeah. Well, I was talking about at home. Oh yeah. Like growing up. Absolutely. Like I mean, we still have the pit that, um, I built like 15 years ago out in my dad's field is still there. That's awesome. Yeah. That was yeah, always like cool. T- we planted to a tree, uh, when mom went to heaven, we planted a tree. It was like a little tiny root. And now I, think I like, saw that. Was yeah. That yeah, yeah. That's cool. And so I'll just go out there and sit and you can like, so from where my dad's, you know, Tennessee is like an angle where my dad's property sits, you see the mountain and like that's North Carolina. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. All that's just like really pretty and cool. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. That's cool. We did a bunch of fires growing up and stuff too. And I feel like that's always like my, like I have to do that when I go home. I don't care if it's hot. Yeah or snowy or rainy or whatever. Like I, I like crave that because it just like brings me back. Like, do you sing by the fire, Jed? Sometimes not really. Yeah, I don't either. Not too much. Do you do a lot of music stuff when you go home? No, I don't do a lot of music stuff in Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing's going on. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, well, well, let's make it normal to say nothing. Normalize nothing. Um. Uh. So there's a place. My dad. My dad goes. He, he's in a few different bands. Mm. Like some buddies that he went to school with, Sphere County. Yeah. And then guys that he grew up playing the Smoky Mountain Jubilee with, mm-hmm. and he played at Dollywood when he was young. And so he's still friends with like most of those dudes and they have a few different bands where they play. And so there's a place actually really near my house and he'll go over there and we'll just go sit and enjoy the music and then get up on stage and sing a few songs. And that's fun because it doesn't feel like I went through like a really weird phase too, where it's like, I never said this out loud. And so even this thought is going to make me want to vomit saying it out loud, but it's like, Oh, I do music in Nashville, so I can't do it here, which is, gross so stupid yeah it's like you either do music or you don't like you want to sing a song or you don't you know what i mean right right. and so um i've really like even just picking up the guitar with my dad at the house that's fun i mean we just played some old country songs and do i mean all that is fun to me you know where i probably like i don't know either didn't enjoy it or looked at it like a a chore it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun so yeah yeah dude there's a lot of great music in east tennessee yeah i mean like a lot there is there's a lot of those people who play those shows are super talented. Yeah. Freaks. Yeah, for sure. Super good. That's good. Did you, uh, did you do any redneck crap growing up? Like some really redneck stuff? Um, well, before the redneck crap, did you ever try out for any of the shows up there? No, never. So I, I got asked to. Did you? And I was on my way to do, we do, I did some talent shows at different places, yeah. like younger. And they were looking for like a, I was probably like 13 and they yeah. needed a, a male lead for this thing. And my mom was like, you're doing this. And I was like, no, I'm not. You're doing wow. this. And we got in the car and I begged her to not take me. So I didn't do it. But oh, I man. almost played a show up there. Wow. That's cool. How what we're talking about too is like, the, there's all these different shows through like, if you go up into Pigeon Forge or, or Gatlinburg, they have these big theaters because they yeah. pride themselves on music, man. I mean, almost everything revolves around music. Yeah. Um, it's bluegrass country music, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they have all these different shows that have like matinees and night shows and all these people just go flock to these shows, dude. It's pretty wild. And the dinner food is usually fire. Oh, absolutely. So fire. Um, well, they call it the stampede, the stampede, Dolly stampede. They changed the name. They did change the name, which more power to them. Hey, that's great. They're that food there is insane. Absolutely, and you have it's to eat it all so with your good. fingers. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really great. It's really cool. Did you spend a lot of time in Cades Cove? We used to go there pretty often. It was like one of those things that we would go do as a family every now and then and just like drive it and have like a picnic or something yeah. like that. But um, Have you been to Cades Cove? No. No? I have no idea what that is. Oh. Dude, Cades Cove is one of those beautiful, what is it like? It's a 13-mile loop, and they basically preserved it in the National Forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they let the families that were there. I mean, this was like early part of the 1900s. Yeah. And so they let the families live the rest of their life there, but that no one else could move in there. So there's like oh, a few cool. old cabins. It's and like really in the map. Like it's and they started living there like in the beautiful. late 1700s, like yeah. that kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's something to see for sure. And you see like all kinds bears, of hiking trails, like sweet deer. You can go up there and like guys um, without Achilles. <laughs> Go up there and hike all these different places. Laurel Falls is like my favorite. That one is cool. Yeah. That one is really cool. I'm trying to think of another hike that's over there. I did this one called like the 
oh god i can't think of the name it's like brushy mountain train or something like that have you ever done that have one? you done the brushy mountain where they lock you in the prison overnight no where's that it's at brushy mountain penitentiary no that's it oh they, they do a thing where they lock you in overnight and you have to you like stay there yes no thank you that's what i said Dude, you, you know there's some like paranormal, creepy stuff that so goes on. So it was like there. a psych ward at first. And no. It was. It getting so worse. You know, getting worse. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, people have done it like on TV. I bet you there's like some crazy stuff that happens there. Now, do you believe What is you? that? It's like a, so. somebody drew like a little vampire lady in there. So you can just go stay there overnight. Like people pay to do you that. You have to too. pay to do it, yeah. I'm not gonna pay to go stay in there. You just like you walk around all night and just whatever you have, like flashlights, whatever. I've paid to look stay. look at that picture right there, bro. That's terrifying. I've paid to stay in some really scary Holiday Inns, and this looks way worse. I don't know. This looks better than some Holiday Inns <laughs> I've stayed in. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. Thanks. Dude, can you I'll imagine being put, put up Kate's in there? Cove up there too? Show, show him Kate's Cove. Yeah. C A D E S. There you go. Oh, now we're talking. There it is. Play the banjo music. There it is. I was actually conceived. <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can go um, in all of these cabins and stuff, though. Dude, really? we, the, why, what are they doing? They should absolutely hire us to be the face of East Tennessee. And we would we make be every, the new Heartland series. Yes. Did you watch that? Like, no. Growing up. The guy oh, the, yeah. Bill. I thought you said the new one. No. Like, I was like, I'm, no, is, I don't one. think there is a new one. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We should be the new one. Dude, the Harlan series is all up in the Appalachian Mountains, baby. Dude, I, I got starstruck by that dude. I saw him at the fair. Oof. I forget his name. Bill something. Bill. I, I, I can't remember. But he he was this guy that basically hosted the thing that showed stuff around like the Smokies yeah. and everything. And I saw him at the fair once and I was like, oh, my God, no. I feel like the first person I probably ever have seen on TV. And of course it's like a local channel. I'm like, I, I got to go get a picture. And I went up with my cousin and you know, we were strapped up in some bro tanks that were like from the beach and we were super tan and we just walked up and we we're like, Bill, huge fan. First off, <laughs> first off, huge. Fan. I know we look like we live in Daytona beach, but did you ever we, get an airbrush t-shirt? I actually didn't. My, my, my parents, we did were a couple times. Me, my parents were like thinking that that was a little too much neck, but you, <laughs> Little too neck. A little too neck. A little too neck. That's actually a good little saying too. Is it? Don't go full neck, man. What is that? Uh, like the like redneck. Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't don't go full don't go full neck. Yeah. Like you can go half neck. Yeah. There's redneck, then there's full neck. Neck. <laughs> then there's naked. Then there's naked. Wow. Wow. Red naked. Yeah. We better stop over ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Um, what was I gonna ask you? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I forget so Jackie thank you for being here honestly one of the best people that I know and like to tell you this in like a public area like I look up it's about time he says I I do I do I look look up up to you a lot and I I I think of very highly of you and um, you're a wonderful person you know where we became friends though we we established where we met but you know where we became friends where you don't remember red door no where I gotta get out of here if you don't remember. All right, just think for three seconds. We <laughs> met at Top Golf. Met at Top Golf, and um, then the next time we met, oh, we met at the Christmas party. No, or the, right? <laughs> Two strikes. No, we met at the fundraiser. Yeah, that's what I meant. It was in the, it was Christmas. Thing, no, it was right? in February. Oh well, 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. Because I met you in <laughs> I, met, I met you in Jan- January at the end of January, and then literally like two weeks later. Yeah, I was thinking that was some sort of like Christmas thing, but yes, you're like, right. That's where we became yeah. friends. You and had like we danced hard. We danced hard. We drank. And then we went to um, Flamingo after. Yes, oh my God! Then like a month after that, remember we took the boys trip to Flamingo. We did. We did. That was fun. Time. That was a lot of fun too. God. I wish we could talk and now more about that one. You and Ellen and Courtney and I were all double dating and look at us yeah. go. Jackie's got a sweet lady. She's cool. Cause we, did you have a girlfriend when we first met? No. Yeah, I didn't either. Nope. Look at us. Look at us. Killing it. And we had <laughs> Who'd have thought? Not me. We both had long hair. All we had to do was lose the hair. I know. Sheesh. <laughs> if you have long hair, it's time to cut it off. It's time to cut it off. But um, yeah, thank you for being love here, you, man. man. I love you a bunch. This is fun. We'll have to do this again sometime. Hopefully when I have we will. maybe something going on. Yeah, <laughs> right now we've got you, nothing. You do got something going on. No, though. we're about to put some songs out, dude. I'm excited. When, when is that? Tomorrow. I don't know. Do, do you know what? Do you have like any kind of date yet? I don't. Uh, Paul texted me as we're sitting here and we should have a mix. Well, he did two songs first. Ashley yeah. and Gorley and Paul Giovanni are producing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's how you know it's good if. If you don't know who, Ashley well, Gore so I was the first Paul. person Paul ever produced anything on. Really? Yeah. No way. And now he's done. I begged him. How I was many like, number ones? Because he hadn't done anything, but his his demo sounded really great, and I was like, yeah. "Bro, you can do this." Right. And he was like, "Okay, cool." And so he did, and man, he's killing it. Dude, yeah, love unbelievable. Dude. His sounds good. Yeah, and really it sounds cool. great on your stuff. And we wrote "Getting Over You" together. You did? Mm-hmm. Just y'all two? Uh, Brent Anderson. Oh, cool. As well, yeah. cool. Well, if y'all have not heard. Jackie Lee, please go check out his music and uh, follow him because he's going to have more amazing stuff coming out. One of the craziest voices you've ever heard. Swear to God. Uh, Thanks for tuning into Jed Talks and we'll see you next time. Woo! Oh, 6 p.m. on the dot, dude. What? Isn't that crazy? How many times?